You're listening to Banimal Radio. Such a good girl. It's Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, sitting down to a uh, little cracker there, a little biscuit that she'll and, eat quietly in the corner. And then she'll take a nap like she always does to the show. A little spoiled. Yeah. I think we put her to sleep. Hey, Poppy, wake up. How you doing? What? Oh, it's time. I was looking at my lava lamp, man. Oh, sorry. I noticed. <laughs> I, I noticed. Like... I've never seen a blue lava lamp before. <laughs> Isn't it cool? And can I can I just say that I got it at at Target, my Target. favorite French department Target. <laughs> they carry everything, <laughs> including blue lava lamps. Took your Christmas tree down finally, which uh, I was a little worried about you there. Well, at least she left I the started getting up. letters, Hal, thanks to you. <laughs> I shouldn't have mentioned Talking that. about, like, OCD, and I was becoming a hoarder, and the people... I was afraid they are going to come in with a camera crew and, you know, do an intervention, so I just took it down. That's good thinking, really, on your part. Thank you. Uh, on the show today, wow, Curious Sundance is back. She wrote, uh, what, 101 Dog Tricks way right. back? Right, And you actually taught uh, Ladybug a lot a of the few, tricks. Yes, they were very easy to understand and very easy to implement, and Ladybug picked them up right away. Okay. Well, have you gonna- tried teaching any of them to Hal? I, I'm, without I don't quicker. have the patience to do that. Ladybug's a lot smarter and learns a lot quicker. Judy has been trying to clicker train me. Yeah. She, she says I go long sometimes, and she pulls me back with the, yeah. uh, the clicker. Anyway, Kira Sundance going to be on the show today with 51 Puppy Tricks. We'll have giveaways uh, for that. Also, oh, so Sumi Jackass, rescheduled. They were supposed to be on the show. I beg your pardon. This is uh, the new book by Amy Epstein. Oh, thanks for talking to me. It's called So Sumi Jackass. We can say that, right? It's a book. It's in, you're reading a title. It's a title right here. Mm-hmm. And she wants you to know how you could be legally responsible for something your dog or your cat or your iguana or your fish does. Uh-oh. Yeah, you could be uh, legally responsible, and they can be quite a liability on you. And she just wants to put we more worry in your life. We are a litigious society. Yes, we sure yes, are. We are. Only in America. Wow, and what are you working on there in the newsroom, Bobby? Well, you know, we usually have a lot of uh, bad stories associated with NFL players. I got a good one. <laughs> really? It's coming up. Oh, in the wow. News. That'll make headlines. Very, very good. The whole gang is here. Dr. Debbie answering your medical and behavior questions. Animal communicator Joy Turner. Vinnie Penn bringing the ha-ha. Susan Sims. Bobby and Britt. Judy answering the phones right now at 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, it's Vinny Penn coming at you, uh, the party animal on Animal Radio. Hey, Valentine's Day, all right? We're all excited about Valentine's Day. Well, no, that's a lot. I don't even know. You can tell that I riff when I do these. When I Really, I'm not excited. I'm really not excited about it at all. But the funny thing that I wanted to tell you is I actually saw greeting cards, uh, Valentine's Day cards for your dog or cat. Um... Did I miss the primetime live special? Did I miss the, 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 the breaking news that you can now teach your dog or cat to read? Really? What? I, I don't. Who came up with this? Who's the lunatic that came up with it? Who's the lunatic that's going to buy it? And then do they like read it to their dude? They bend over to the dog. Roses are red. Violets are blue. I love my dog and he loves me too. What is going... Valentine's Day cards 
for your pet. I mean, I understand my my dog cruiser, rest in peace cruiser. I remember once I got him a heart shaped, uh, you know, biscuit snack for for Valentine's Day. But I don't know that I would get him a card, even if it was like a scratch and sniff of another dog's butt. <laughs> Mini Pen, Party Animal, Animal Radio. Sorry. This healthy helping of Animal Radio is brought to you by Blue Buffalo, makers of healthy and holistic natural food for dogs and cats. You love them like family, so feed them like family with Blue. I noticed they added buffalo to this year because... Uh, you, Bobby, were thinking that we were being represented, uh, sponsored by and the And I color. liked it very much, but now I'm thinking, you know, blue buffalo, that's kind of like a pink elephant, isn't it? We feed all Tell our me cats something. blue buffalo. They didn't have blue buffalo for a long time for cats, and they do now, and we feed it to them. They now absolutely your kitties do. are the most spoiled ever. They are. Check it out. Blue. This is Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Hey, welcome. It's Animal Radio celebrating our connection with our pets. Here, write this number on your unk. 1-866-405-8405 to get in touch with any one of us here. Could be Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical or behavior questions. Animal communicator Joy Turner is here at your beck and call. Also, Susan Sims from Fido Friendly. And Bobby, she's doing your news for you. All of us getting in place, all cuddly. It's a rainy, rainy day outside. Apparently, the jet stream decided to fly south, and it's bringing some wet weather to the Southern California area. And you know, Southern California drivers should just be cautioned if you see a puddle forming. Pull to the side of the road and await emergency crews for assistance. <laughs> or better I'm yet, serious. I, just, I, break, I, just break in the middle of the road and don't worry about the cars behind you. No, because that's what they do normally. Yeah, I know. I've been behind them. Southern California prepping for rain, actually. This is uh, an unusual uh, occurrence here in the... Uh, Los Angeles and San Diego area. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team here. Dr. Debbie answering your medical and behavior questions. Animal communicator Joy Turner. The phones are ringing off the hook again for her at 1-866-405-8405. It's something that I have a hard time getting into. Judy, you... I'm a believer. Okay. I want my questions answered by Dr. Debbie. Susan Simmons with Fido Friendly Travel Talk today. And that means giveaways. Bobby mm-hmm. working on news. And I understand... What, what is it I understand? I lost uh, what I you're working on. I don't know, Hal. That's such a vast, <laughs> scary area to enter. I don't think we should go there. Not really. That should be easy to pinpoint what uh, Hal it, understands, which isn't much. Oh. And remember, folks, I didn't say that. Judy did. Coming up in the news, we're going to look at an amazing kitty rescue involving the old, second oldest American woman to Mount Mount Everest, so to speak. Wow. I got details coming up. <laughs> I meant scale, but Mount got in there, and I just thought I'd leave it. Because <laughs> it's a funnier word. Netta? Is it Netta? Yes, it is. How are you doing today? I'm doing just fine. How are y'all? Happy New Year. Thank you so much. Where are you calling Hi. from? I am in Denver. Beautiful Denver, Colorado, where they have a breed ban on pit bulls. How can we help you? Well... I have a cat who, um, I have several cats, um, but this one in particular has, over the past several months, decided to um, start defecating randomly throughout the house, a corner, behind a chair, um, 
And so I don't know if really this is a behavioral issue or if maybe there is possibly an underlying health issue. Okay. So, well, t- tell me about your kitty. And you said you have several kitties. How many do you have? Oh, I'm a really bad foster mom. I have seven. <laughs> um, seven cats. Okay. Turns out they start as fosters. Um, but and she's, you know, I've always had several cats. This isn't something new to her where I've thrown her in the mix. She's actually one of my older cats. So, you know, I just, I can't figure out why all of a sudden um, she's decided to start doing this. Okay. And, and how old is she? She is just over 11, probably pretty close to 11 and a half. Okay. So she's getting up there in respectable years there. Sure. And then what is yeah. the um, kitty, kitty household situation? Are they indoor cats? Do they go outside? How indoor many boxes only. do you have? Indoor They're only. indoor only. Um, I always have them. I have three litter boxes. It's scooped very often. Um, so it's not like there's a dirty litter box situation. It's I just, nothing has really changed. Did, did you say three litter boxes? Mm-hmm. In general, the rule for kitties in litter box areas, it's its a resource. So there's a natural competition for resources within a cat's right. world. And typically we try to provide one box extra beyond the number of cats you have in the house. So... Even though that may seem like that's clean, we can have a problem with sanitation and we can have a problem with resource guarding with uh, that, those few boxes for that many cats. So that can still play a role. But you raised a good question here. And one is that, you know, is this a medical problem or a behavioral problem? And I'd have to say that in an older kitty, I do kind of look at some of these medical causes. And in, actually in 20% of elimination problems in cats, we can find that there's actually a medical problem that can be kind of at the root of it or that can be involved with the development of that behavior. So that's a pretty significant number. So the first thing I would always do is check the pet out thoroughly. A physical exam and a a pet that's almost into their 12th year, I would also look at some other types of lab work. Um, There's a lot of different behavioral problems, but there's also medical problems that will cause a kitty to go away from the box. Things like thyroid problems, um, I've even seen heart problems, hypertension problems, and with poopin, um, there can also be some other things related to the digestive tract, um, inflammatory okay. bowel disease, anal gland disease, um, and then older kitties can have almost a senility type problem as well, which can cause some changes in their litter habits. So, okay. oh, there's a lot there, but yeah. um, some of the some of the behavioral or the environmental things that that I can kind of advise you first you know obviously see your vet for those things but beyond that then we're going to look at kind of the litter box world and what we can do to change things and number one would be yes I'd get some more litter boxes in the mix of things and I actually have a friend who has five cats and she can't put five or six litter pans through her house so she has kind of changed the resource so that it's actually a small kitty um, outdoor pool and then she lines that with her cat litter and that's actually in a separate room and even a closet so we have to think outside of the box if you will and go to a larger type um, litter situation for for kitties in a multiple cat situation okay so some other some other things is also look at the individual boxes. Um, if they're covered, I take the covers off. Um, I look at the size. If we want a kitty litter box to be about one and a half times the size of your cat. If it's not, then we need to get some larger boxes somewhere in that mix. Okay. And then yeah, and they, are, they are larger boxes. And she's a little cat, so... Um, okay. Good. So that's good. We have the right size. Um, I'm good. Just, I, 
and I will get some more boxes. They've, we've always had that situation with this many, and you know, I scoop twice a day, but maybe, maybe a few more boxes. Yeah. And then with an older kitty also, um, arthritis can play a role. So sometimes just that little step up, which is a couple inches to go over the edge, doesn't seem like a lot to us. Um, but to get a lower lip on the litter box can be helpful um, for some of the older kitties. And then if, if there's a particular area that she's going to in, a, in one of the e- rooms, um, you know, you can try putting food bowls in that area. Um, right. you know, certainly we clean it really well. I put double-sided t- sticky tape. You can try that. Um, okay. But in, if all else fails, I put a litter box right on top of that spot. And, right, uh, except she... one of those is in my master bedroom. And <laughs> and I know that if I put it there, that the other six are going to be like, hey, look at that. <laughs> Great. Now, now we don't have yeah. to go to the basement. Because she's only using it. She's not urinating outside mm-hmm. of the box. She's only pooping. And, you know, sometimes it does take those accommodations to say you're going to step around that litter pan before you go to the shower. Um, but if okay. it's a it's an accommodation you have to make, it can help in where we can gradually move that litter box away from that area to another area of the house. Um, and that can be done, especially if she takes to that location, she likes it. Uh, you know, just over the matter of weeks, she just kind of inch it out of the room, down the hallway, and you try to find another spot. And it really can work in that way. So, uh, oh, yeah, we have a lot we can try for you here, Netta. Netta, have okay. you ever heard of World's Best Cat Litter? I have not. Okay, it's exactly what it says. It's something that we've been using in our studios for the last decade. And I'd like to send you some free of charge. Can I send you a bag of that and you can... Uh, oh. Give, give it a shot and try it out, okay? Okay, I will. Thank you. Get those resources going. Thank you for calling today. Hold on one second so we can get your address. one 405 8405 By the way, if you want to get a $3 discount on World's Best Cat Litter, head on over to the website and print out the coupon exclusively at AnimalRadio.com. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with Broad Spectrum Safeguard canine dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. As you all know, many, many emails. I would like to address two most common for the last few weeks, okay. which I received. People asking me, Vladi, what the heck dog training color you are always recommending? And my answer would be Herm Springer. It's a German. Herm Springer dog training colors. Wow. Very humane, very gentle. Create a gentle grip through the neck. Imitate a doggy mama bite. Will not hurt. Will not harm your pets. And this is the would be starting point of dealing with unruly pets. I highly suggest you get for your little terrorist yeah, you color. Have a very bad attitude. We can keep complaining or we can take the actions. This is the only color I solely approve. They are very humane. What is the name of it? Prong color with quick release by company Herm Springer. And that's spelled H-E-R-M-S-P-R-E-N-G-E-R. And, of course, we have links at the Animal Radio website. Got it. Sometimes people are crazy. Dogs are okay. That's for sure. (laughs) It's another new year, and your debt is higher than ever. Credit card balances that keep growing. Rising medical bills. Maybe you lost your job, or you're afraid of losing your home. That's the bad news. But you can work through your debt problems with help from Credit Card Relief. No, we're not a consolidation loan. Not another one of those credit counseling deals and not bankruptcy. We're Credit Card Relief. We've been helping people just like you for nearly a decade. If you're struggling with too much credit card debt, call us for a free consultation. Call Credit Card Relief 
relief right now. The consultation is free and the relief is real. Call 866-800-5252. That's credit card relief. 866-800-5252. It's Animal Radio, you lucky dog. No animals were harmed in the making of this show. Few interns, human interns, were a little bit hurt, but uh, nothing the lawyers can't help us with, or at least Amy Feldman Epstein, whatever her name is these days, we'll find out when she gets on the air, uh, with the book So Sue Me, Jackass. She's a fun gal with a dirty potty mouth, it appears, with her new I couldn't name a hey. book like that. I think it's a fun title. Bobby's working on an interesting story, brand new study this week that says... Uh, Cat lovers are neurotic, and dog lovers are outgoing. Well, that's not really anything new, but they have a study now to back it all up. And we posted it at the website, so if you want to see it, head on over to AnimalRadio.com and check that out. Uh, we can it, have our own little test uh, amongst ourselves. Well, yeah. I, well, I mean, are you neurotic, Al? Uh, you very. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that explains it all. See, and I'm outgoing, and I have the dog ladybug. Uh, like I said, See? this doesn't come to me as any kind of surprise or anything. Just to have the hard data behind it now is kind of cool. Okay. Uh, let's see. Is it Jan or John? Jan. Jan. Hey, Jan. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Where are you today? I'm in Las Vegas. And do you have a cat oh, or a hey. dog? <laughs> Pardon? Do you have a cat or a dog? No, I have a dog. I have an 18-month-old uh, border terrier. Do you, do you consider yourself outgoing or neurotic? Me? I'm outgoing. There you go. See, it's official now. So is the dog. <laughs> Good. You're on with Dr. Debbie. Thank you. Thank you for taking the call, doctor. Um, well, sure. I, what can we do for you? I got this dog about three weeks ago from the shelter, and he had only been in the shelter for four days, and he had been found in a field. Um, as soon as he got home, we noticed that he was just chewing and scratching ferociously. So since in the last three weeks he's had four medicated baths, he, um, the doctor gave, the veterinarian gave him a steroid shot and an antibiotic shot, Mm-hmm. But he didn't feel that that helped enough. It was only about a 40% reduction. And so he believes that he has gabies and treating him for mange mites. He's okay. revolution to do okay. this. And he's had two treatments as of Thursday uh, with obviously one more to go. However, he's still scratching and chewing. And it is primarily with the back of the ears, the all four paws, and the... Um, lower part of all four legs um it it is pretty heavily what he's doing so um, my questions are whether or not you think we're on the right treatment plan and if you believe that there are other things that we could do for him to alleviate some of the problem sure now and he's a young fella you said right 18 months old right okay so pretty young there well for a younger dog when we see a pet that is furiously itching, scratching, chewing themselves, and utterly miserable. There's a couple things that I really look at, and some of it sounds like your, your veterinarian has addressed. I think of fleas, I think of food, and I think of mites or scabies mites. The 
the first one, fleas, not such a big problem in our Las Vegas area, but because we're coming from the shelter and potentially from an area where there's a mixing of dogs, if there's not some flea regimen in there somewhere other than just the revolution, then I would look to add something in as well. Um, as far as the mites, it sounds like you're down the right protocol there, and uh, you know, Revolution is a, a wonderful product. Some folks will add in dips as well if they're really suspicious with that. Um, however, there's one big, the middle one, the food one, is the one that I would really start working on. Um, food allergies in dogs can cause some pretty bad signs of itching, chewing, hair loss, just just horrible signs, and we can see this actually in very young dogs. I seen it in dogs as young as six months of age where they start to have a lot of these problems and if you haven't already addressed that then I would at the same time you're doing all these other therapies I would encourage you to start looking at a food uh, trial for food allergies and there's a lot of different ways we can do that um, there's the, what we call the hydrolyzed protein diets and then there's what they call the novel protein diets there are different schools of thought but basically with either branch that you choose we're basically going to feed a special diet and only that special diet, nothing else, you know, flavored goodies, treats, chewable items, uh, vitamins that might be flavored, anything like that, that might interfere with that food trial because it can take a month, two months even into a food trial to see if a pet's itchiness is improved with that. So that's why I would encourage you to get that going now because it's not necessarily a immediate or quick fix. Um, but yeah, in a young dog, I would say that might be an avenue I'd look at as well. Even though he had no food at all when he first came here, of course, when he came here, and he was it was already happening before he ever had any food. Certainly, yeah, and and partly is you know you've adopted a dog that's already got a little bit of a history behind it, so. It's hard to say. We can't easily tell you what your pet might be allergic to. Um, so we can't just say, oh, you've got a dog that's got a allergy to chicken. We have to try a, a variety of different diets. And it could be that the average everyday ingredient that's in 80% of dog foods is something that your pet could be sensitive to. So, um, yeah, even though he had this when you first got him at the get-go, I would still look at that as a possibility. What and then again, the, just, you know, uh, hydrologized protein diet is that a particular is there a particular food yeah, um, you see what your veterinarian might recommend, but I use a couple different ones. Um, there's one by Purina that's called HA. Um, the Hills brand makes one called ZD. Um, there's a lot of you know different carriers for those, um, but they can be very useful. And uh, you know, like I said, I, I'd use that and then probably uh, step up the efforts and just the uh, parasite control for other things, just like the fleas, and see see if that might help your, your youngster. And congratulations <laughs> on adopting uh, Thank and you. saving. Life. Just one other question. Should we have his ears cleaned? As far as routine cleaning well, or, no, you know. No, no, but because of if it is mice, should we have the ears cleaned? Because he's scratching so much at the ears. If there's an actual problem right now with his ears, then yeah, I'd clean. But for when we're talking about the scabies mites, which are kind of yeah. all over right. the body, okay. I wouldn't necessarily focus on just cleaning those ears. Okay. It's really Very more good. of a, a, a whole body type treatment for those mites. Very good. I thank you. Thank you, Jan. 1-866-405-8405. The whole dream team here to answer your questions. Medical and behavior questions to Dr. Debbie. Vinny Penn with the ha-ha. If you want to talk to animal communicator Joy Turner, 1-866-405-8405 right now. Hi, Joy. How are you doing? I'm wonderful, Hal. And how's your life? 
we're all here. Uh, usually there's a, a casualty. Usually it's a human casualty. See? <laughs> and it's usually you. Yeah, usually. He's I'm, kind of a klutz. I am looking down at the phones. It seems that you are making the phones ring off the hook. So many people want to talk to their animals, and I wanted to mention, first of all, that if you don't get through to talk to Joy today, you could visit her at her website at joyturner.com. You also do sessions during the week, is that correct? I do, absolutely. Private sessions? Private sessions. Some people may not want to air their dirty laundry on air, and I can understand that. If you want to talk to Joy right now, one 405 8405 I can't read that far. Thomas. Thomas. Hey, Thomas, how are you doing? All right, how y'all? Very good. Where are you calling from today? Uh, right now, I'm somewhere on the Ohio Turnpike. Okay, I understand you want to talk to animal communicator Joy Turner. Yes, sir. You're on. Okay, thank you. Hello, Thomas. How you doing? I, what it is is I've got two German Shepherds, almost two years old. They're both brothers from the same litter, and one of them, his name is Bear. And for some reason, he is real, real skittish. And he acts like he's been mistreated, but I've never seen him mistreated because the people we got him from live behind us. And I was wondering if you could ask him why he's the way he is. Mm, he's a little bit leery of me, so I have to move back yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the way he acts. I don't know if it's just his personality or if someone had mistreated him. Yeah, hang on a second. I just backed up enough so he can be comfortable with me. Um, he I says think. that he thinks that as far as he can tell from looking at the people that he's known in his life... His brother doesn't think he's been treated any differently than Bear has been. And he says he's just cautious. He's not the kind that is just going to trust automatically. He thinks his brother pretty much just thinks that life's a cherry and he trusts everything and everybody. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, because he's, he's had it good. I can admit that much. Yeah, and Bear is thinking that he's just not like his brother and he's, thinking that he doesn't know if he can grow into that, but he needs to move a lot more slowly. When I'm talking to him, he processes information a lot more slowly than his brother does. His brother is just kind of just plop, 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 plop with information. There you have to take time. He has to hear it. He has to kind of let it sink in. You might know humans that do the same kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I, that, that's mainly what I was wondering about. I didn't know if it was his personality or he thought we was going to put him back outside because he was in the house when he was a little puppy, and then they put him outside because the kids that uh, the original people had him had kids wouldn't take him outside and let him use the bathroom, so they couldn't housebreak him. We finally got him housebroken when we got him, and I just didn't know if it was his personality or he thought we was going to shove him back out the door and put him back outside or what. No, but. he just processes information more slowly, so you have to like walk him more slowly. You have to do everything, slow it down with him. I'm okay. sort of like that, you know, Thomas, as you probably, yeah. it's pretty evident, I'm sure, already. Uh, well, thanks for your call today, one 405 8405 and I always go to prove myself, huh? <laughs> also, Amy Feldman Epstein joining us. She wrote a book called So Sue Me, Jackass. Need I say or more? Or Amy Epstein Feldman. It changes. Thank you, Bobby. It's, it, <laughs> on the board here, over here, on the, the one that I see, it says Amy Feldman Judy, Epstein. would you mind reaching over and smacking I know. It thing. doesn't say Sometimes that. Sometimes it reboots hey, the little brain. Don't yeah. don't touch me because I understand Amy can uh, find well, me legal he has representation. A now. Oh, he's lawyered up. Nice. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Animal Radio is brought to you by... 
One Shot Plus Multipurpose Cleaner attacks everyday stains. Pet stains, crayon marks, mildew, one shot, and it's gone. Call 1-800-874-7070 or go to OneShotPlus.com to get yours now. And I want Vinny Penn, your resident party animal, coming at you with the party animal segment on Animal Radio. I just want to give a tip out there to those of you who are going through the unfortunate task of trying to recover a lost animal, a dog or a cat. I saw a flyer in my na- neighborhood recently. I always check out the flyers, as everyone should, because you, you know you're, we're always seeing animals in our neighborhood. And uh, a flyer is, is a great way to go, an organic, homegrown way to relocate the animal. But some people who are missing a pet really have the wrong idea when it comes as to what to put to the flyer. This flyer said something like, please return... Poochie to our house. We miss him so much. And Poochie loves watching Survivor with us every Thursday night. Well, am I supposed to go home and dress up like Jeff Probst now and walk up and down the street and hope that Poochie sees me? How is our knowing what Poochie's favorite television show is going to help us find your dog? Be a little smarter when it comes to the Flyers, people. Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter made from whole kernel corn. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. The after-holidays returns are continuing, and sadly, that includes the adorable puppies, kittens, and pot-bellied piglets given as gifts. Hmm. The Humane Society of New York reports many of those pets are being dropped off at shelters after the recipients found out their adorable gifts actually require time and attention. Sandra DeFeo of New York's Humane Society said, quote, people admit they are not prepared and they want us to take care of the animal, end quote. She added that they expect more uninformed gift decisions to result in another big drop-off just after Valentine's Day. The state that leads the nation in the number of so-called puppy mills is now trying to adopt stiffer penalties for bad breeders. Missouri's Humane Society Director Barbara Schmitz is working to pass the Puppy Mill Cruelty Prevention Act. If organizers gather the necessary 100,000 signatures, the measure would make it onto the state's November ballot general election. The act sets strict standards for breeders and carries misdemeanor penalties for violations. Currently, puppy mills are illegal under Missouri law, but there are no criminal penalties, just revocation of breeder's license. Reason number seven why owning a wild animal is not a good idea. Only number seven, huh? (laughs) Only number seven. A 66-year-old Canadian man was mauled to death by his pet tiger two weeks ago. The incident happened in Southwald, Ontario, on the man's property, which houses a number of exotic animals, according to police. Ontario Provincial Police Constable Troy Carlson said although there were no witnesses, it appears the victim's 660-pound pet tiger killed him as he entered the cage to feed the animal. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. I like how she she gives that story, she delivers it, and then she puts on a smile right after that. (laughs) Have to. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter, with a tip for traveling with your cat. Be sure your cat's identification is firmly attached. Make sure vaccinations are up to date and medications are packed. Don't forget to bring your cat's medical records, particularly if you're crossing state lines. Get more tips from Dr. McPete at www.animalradio.com. WorldsBestCatLitter.com/slash radio. You're listening to Animal Radio.
January. And some of us have kept our New Year's resolutions. Some of us have broken them. I fortunately have thus far kept my no smoking resolution. I feel a lot better. Still kind of coughing stuff up, but I won't tell you about that because I know how that grosses you out there. And then there's some of us that don't even make them. Yeah, because you know you're going to break them? Why bother? Why bother? Why bother? How are you doing, Bobby, on your resolutions? You never told me what they were. Did you make any? I didn't even make No, because I always break them. I could have made a list of the ones that I've broken in the past. Oh, okay. Which is, you know, every single year. So about five years ago, I just quit making them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I noticed a trend. That's a a smart thing to do. But, you know, if you're looking for some new resolutions and you want to help out, how about bringing a puppy into your house? Now, that's a resolution. I can keep. Well, these are so cute. But, I know. But, 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 but. Oh, there's a butt. There's a butt here. You, you, you can't Uh-oh. keep the puppy because Why not? the puppy would be a puppy that Guiding Eyes for the Blind would use oh. down the line for uh, a person who's blind. The dogs that they train, well, they, they need to be raised and fostered for a so little a while. a puppy raiser. A puppy raiser well, is what it is. That's a job I like. Would a you? designated well, puppy raiser. That would yeah. be kind of cool. Yeah. I'm guessing that puppy raisers often run into conflicts when they have to turn the animals over to Guiding Eyes for the Blind. Uh-oh. I decided what we should do is we should actually get someone who knows all about this on the phone. We have Maria Dunn. Is, is it Maria Dunn? Yes, it is. Hi, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Very good. You're the regional manager for the puppy raising program at Guiding Eyes for the Blind. Is that correct? Yes, I manage three regions in the state of Connecticut. Okay, so tell us what you're looking for. We're looking for volunteers who are willing to dedicate the time and to provide such love to these puppies that we breed at our breeding center and then we put them through our puppy program for about 14 to 16 months with these wonderful, compassionate volunteers. And then at about 16, 18 months of age, the dogs return to our school for formal harness training Mm -hmm. and get matched up with one of their blind students and off into the world to be a guide dog. Okay, i got to ask you the the question that we're all thinking right now. (laughs) We all have good intentions but when you put a puppy in somebody's hands and you let them raise it, do they always come back to Guiding Eyes for the Blind or just sometimes maybe they end up holding on to the puppy? Well, um, the way that it works is when we put our puppies out on program, mm-hmm. um, all of our raisers understand that they're doing a service for our organization and that the puppy is not theirs. Okay. They actually sign a contract that it does belong to Guiding Eyes, um, but that they are raising it for this time period. Um, when that time is up, they will bring the dogs back to us. And it's, it's actually not the last time that they'll get to see the dogs. When the dog is matched with their blind person, we have a graduation ceremony mm-hmm. and all of our raisers get to come and meet the graduate, the, our, our blind student, and see how they work together with the dog, and it's it's a really wonderful thing, and it brings that nice closure for the great service that they've done to really see how this dog impacts that person's life. How many uh, foster parents do you have in this program? Um, every year, we have about 450 mm-hmm. uh, puppy raisers. We, we cover puppy raising regions in uh, 13 states, including New York, and, and they range from Maine down to North Carolina and out as far as Ohio. So the whole eastern seaboard raises puppies for us. Now, do all puppies graduate into your program? The puppies that are about a year and a half, are there sometimes those that don't make it into your program? What happens to those? There are. There are some dogs that just decide, even with the training, they just don't want to be a working dog or don't want to be a guide dog. That does happen. And when that 
happens, there are several other options for them. The first thing is that we try to find another career for them. So mm-hmm. we have a, a sister program that we just launched in 2008 that's very successful. It's called Healing Autism, mm-hmm. or we um, provide dogs that are released from our guide dog program to provide safety for children with autism. We also have relationships with um, the U.S. ATF, Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, um, or various police units across the area in New York and Connecticut and Massachusetts. Are these a certain breed of dogs? Um, Different guide dog schools use different breeds. At Guiding Eyes, we're famous for our labs. About 85 to 90 percent of our population are Labrador retrievers. Um, And then we also breed some German Shepherds and some Golden Retrievers as well. What would my expenses be? Really, the only thing our raisers pay for are food. They are responsible for paying for the pup's food. Um, Any toys or a dog bed that they may wish to purchase for the dog, but other expenses, vet expenses are covered by Guiding Eyes. The raisers are provided by uh, a crate by us, so they don't have to pay for a crate, and they don't have to pay to be involved in any of the classes. That comes with being a raiser. So really, the raisers only have to pay for food and any additional toys or dog beds or anything they'd like to provide their pups. Okay, so if you're on the East Coast, and you want to raise a puppy, the phone number is 866. Is that G-E-B-L-A-B-S? Yep, 1-866-G-E-B-LABS. And, of course, you can learn more at the website, which is www.guidingeyes.org, and we'll put links to everything you hear on today's show at animalradio.com. If you're on the West Coast, they need money. It costs money to do this, so learn about it and make a tax-deductible donation to Guiding Eyes for the Blind. Maria, thank you so much for what you do and joining us today. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate the opportunity to get our name out there. Thank you. It's Animal Radio, and right now Judy is showing pictures of Lady the studio stunt dog to Bobby. Pictures of what is she dressed in a tutu or something? Yeah, what is that? Poor she's, dog. That's a dream coat. Dream it coat. It looks like she's a street walker. Yeah, it's like purple feather boa thing. The only thing that's missing is the little change purse right around her little waist. Well, she doesn't have her matching purple <laughs> collar and leash in the picture. Are you calling Ladybug a hooker? I'm just no, saying, I'm just saying I'm that just, she's dressed like one. Okay. Oh, she's dressed like a diva. Don't you know the difference between a diva and a hooker? Well, now, here's the difference is a hooker, I Apparently believe... Apparently not. A, a hooker's feet sometimes hit the ground, and Ladybug's feet never hit the ground. Okay. Wait a minute. Okay. You see, she's always yeah. in the stroller. Her nails are getting really long. She never walks on her own. Apparently, you carry her everywhere. It's a little strange. Yes. And, of course... She gets Stella and Chewy's. See that segue there? (laughs) Got it. She gets everything the best. Stella and Chewy's natural goodness for dogs made with raw USDA inspected meat raised naturally. No added hormones or antibiotics. This is the official food of Animal Radio. A lot of people call up every week. They say, what kind of food should I be feeding my animal? I'm telling you right now. Stella and Chewy's is what we're feeding our animals. You can try it. We'll even give you a sample with a self-addressed stamped envelope. We'll send you a free sample. You try it out on your animals. If they like it, you buy more. There and you it's go. it's really that simple. Mm-hmm. So many things in life are very complex. This is really <laughs> very simple. We make it simple for you. And uh, I'm sure Stella and Chewy's is real proud right now. Actually, <laughs> this is the kind of if you're a trucker, you'll love this because it's really easy to carry and maneuver. All you have to do is hydrate it with a little water. Yeah, it's lightweight. There's no stinky cans or anything to mess with, and no. Cans to throw away or deal with that. You no, know, you've always it's heard it's all self-contained. It's it is easy. Yes, and you've heard about 
raw diets and how raw diets are very good, oftentimes that means that you have to have food that can spoil real easily. What they've done right. is they've freeze-dried the raw diet. So you're getting the best possible diet. As far as taste goes, Ladybug is one <laughs> finicky diva. She uh, loves loves it, and she continues to eat it to this day. And I got to say that because you know, there's just some foods she'll try for a week. Right? She wants more. Yes, this Every is some. And they have the coolest name ever. Stella and Chewies. Come on. <laughs> the website is stellaandchewies.com or call 888-477-8977. That's 888-477-8977. Or head to the front of Animal Radio. Dot com and click on the Stella and Chewy's logo. This is Animal Radio. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. They're fighting over a ferret at a San Antonio university. Sarah Sevick asked the Justice Department to find Our Lady of the Lake University in violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act because they won't let her keep Lily, her service ferret, on campus. The school doesn't allow ferrets, but Sarah says her ferret is much more than a furry friend. 19-year-old Sarah suffers from panic attacks, and before getting Lily the ferret, Sarah was unable to keep a job and had to drop out of college. Lily is a registered service ferret that helps Sarah focus on something other than panicking. The school is afraid the ferret might bite another student, and the Justice Department is now reviewing the case. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Are people to Animal Radio. When it comes to controlling cat box odor, there's no such thing as good enough. Buy the best or smell the rest. In other words, get World's Best Cat Litter with patented formulas made from whole kernel corn. World's Best Cat Litter is 100% natural and scientifically proven to deliver unsurpassed odor control, compact clumping, and longer lasting use. See what a difference just one bag makes. And for a limited time, save big when you buy. To download a coupon, go to worldsbestcatlitter.com slash radio. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about. www.safeguardfordogs.com There it is. Hi, I'm Don. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers and even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one. www.safeguardfordogs.com When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. It's another new year and your debt is higher than ever. Credit card balances that keep growing. That's the bad news. But you can work through your debt problems with help from Credit Card Relief. No, we're not a consolidation loan, not another one of those credit counseling deals, and not bankruptcy. We've been helping people just like you for nearly a decade. Call Credit Card Relief right now. The consultation is free, and the relief is real. Call 866-800-5252. That's Credit Card Relief, 
grumble, grumble, grumble. 1-866-405-8405. Vinny brings in his kids and they eat all the donuts every weekend. No fail, I never get to them in time. <laughs> Yeah. You gotta get the boring donuts. That's what we gotta get because then they won't touch those. They want the sugared ones, yeah, the sprinkles. Right. Ah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Hey, I got some email here. I wanted to. Uh, you know, they probably wrote in because they didn't want to be on the air, but I selected their email and they're going to be on the air. Uh, they <laughs> letter to you, Doc Debbie at AnimalRadio.com. Sherry writes, "I have a 12 month old female." Part female boxer, mostly white female boxer. She's in her first real heat and has developed a red rash with hair loss. The rash was diagnosed as red mange. And dips prescribed. I'm against the dips as they're toxic from my understanding. This type of mange is an immune disorder. My vet is not a fan of holistic treatment. Please help. Well, I think Sherry is concerned about the whole idea of using a dip to treat a mite problem. And I guess, I mean, the first thing we have to mention is red mange is a mite. It's a parasite. It's called the Demodex How mite. How did they get and, it? Well, actually, a lot of dogs have this, and they're actually exposed to this when they're young. And mm. it's a matter of an individual's immune system and whether or not they actually get sick with it and show any signs. Ah. So most dogs are exposed to it somewhere along the line. But if the immune system's just not quite right, and not fighting it off, and especially we see this in puppies, and that's why they are so prone to this type of mite. Mm. Um, so as far as I'm not opposed to using dips, and actually using dips is a, a very sound way to treat if we've got a generalized problem, meaning mm. if we've got more than one spot on the body. If you've got a single little spot of this type of mite, it may not warrant dips, but um, I think for what is bad as she's describing, I think dips are important. And if you're yeah. opposed to that, you can always try something like um, ivermectin um, can be used to help treat this type of mite. So, And then the other thing that yeah. I think um, very important for this dog is if she's not spayed, she needs to be spayed because... A dog in heat will have a greater time trying to fight this mite off because it's, it's affecting their immune system. Oh. So spayer, and we don't want to pass this on, so we don't want a breeder. We don't want the pups to have it as well. And, of course, as I say, if you spay your animal, they'll live a lot longer. They're, they're not predisposed to a lot of diseases or chasing after other animals to get in trouble. I think you'll agree with that, Doc, right? Oh, absolutely. Not just because you said that, but it's true. <laughs> If you want to email us, send us your email to yourvoice at animalradio.com. Now, I've just learned that coming up next week, Dr. Marty Becker is joining us again from ABC Good Morning America, talking about staph infection and your pets. Yeah, they can have staph infection. Also, rumor has it, Emmy Lou Harris joining us, and also one of the best holistic doctors we know. This is cool. If you, you're having an issue with your cat, and you're one of those people that doesn't want to really force all the meds down their throat that uh, all the pharmaceuticals are putting together, and I don't blame you. I think people are really reaching out to this holistic thing. It's important. You watch those commercials on television for meds, any kind of medicine, (laughs) and then they have the 30-second disclaimer, which, you know, includes anal leakage. The side effects are worse than whatever it is that the medicine's supposed to prevent. Especially the antidepressants, you know, they're (laughs) they're supposed to cheer you up, but all the side effects actually make you more depressed. Yes. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Herb Springer's Quick Release Dog Training Collar. Very humane, very gentle. Find a store near you at AnimalRadio.com. 
This is Animal Radio, baby. This healthy helping of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewies. Stella. Stella and Chewies. Yeah, we get a lot of food samples here at Animal Radio. Tons of it. My gosh. We can be picky about selecting something. You know that. If you're a regular, we eat it ourselves. We eat it ourselves. And I point this out day, time after time. You tried uh, all that food that we got a few weeks back. It was it was okay. It tasted like, uh, but we got yeah. the Stella and Chewies, and it's a food that our dog will not leave alone. I mean, it's it's like she's really finicky. If you're a yeah, regular that, listener of Animal Radio, that's you, you the know, biggest test. If she'd even touch it, we knew the healthy ingredients were in it. But would she eat it? And she ate it. And she put it down so fast she begged for more. And I thought, you know, maybe we should slow her down a little bit. She's going to get sick. Mm-hmm. Or is this one of those fads that by next week she won't want? Yeah, that's what I was worried about because that <laughs> happens when you have a finicky diva uh-huh. like Ladybug. Uh, she'll like a food one week and then the next week she won't have anything to do right. with it. Not the case here. Stella and Chewy's, if you're a traveler, you're a trucker, you move across the country, this is an easy food. Oh, easy food to carry. And, and there's no messy cans. There's no big bulky bags of dog food. It's lightweight. It's freeze-dried. All you have to do is just add a little hot water to hydrate it. Now, you've heard the pluses of a raw diet. This is mm-hmm. a raw diet. They freeze-dry it. Mm-hmm. It's with USDA-inspected meat raised naturally with no added hormones or antibiotics. You can visit their website at StellaAndChewy's.com or call 888-477-8977. That's 888-477-8977. You can even get a sample from the front of AnimalRadio.com. By hitting the Stella and Chewy's link. Oh, so Sumi Jackass rescheduled. They were supposed to be on the show. I beg your pardon. This is uh, the new book by Amy Epstein. Oh, and it's talking to me. It's called So Sumi Jackass. She wants you to know how you could be legally responsible for something your dog or your cat or your iguana or your fish does. Uh-oh. Yeah, going to be on yes. Animal Radio here today. Cool. What are you working on there in the newsroom, Bobby? Well, you know, we usually have a lot of uh, bad stories associated with NFL players. I got a good one. <laughs> really? It's coming up. Very, very good. The whole gang is here. Dr. Debbie answering your medical and behavior questions. Animal communicator Joy Turner. Vinnie Penn bringing the ha-ha. Susan Sims. Bobby and Britt. Judy answering the phones right now at one 405 Marilyn, hey, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Where are you today? San Luis Obispo, California. Really? This is our hometown. Are you listening on KBEC or XM? That would be KBEC. Very good. We love our affiliates all around and, of course, a hometown station. How can we help you? Dr. Debbie is right here. Well, I have an almost 12-year-old dog. Her name is Zoe. She's Australian Shepherd. No, excuse me. Queensland Healer and Chow. And she has the body of a Queensland Healer, but the red hair of a Chow, but Ooh. no black Very interesting sounding. She must be a furry gal then. Well, she's been losing hair. I've been trying to give her flaxseed oil. It helped before. I don't know why. She goes through periods of hair loss. But that wasn't the reason I was calling you. Okay. Um, But that's that's another thing. Um, Zoe likes variety. And her dog food. I always get her good food right now as she's uh, eating pedigree dog food. But occasionally, and she'll do this maybe several days in a row, um, then maybe not do it for two or three weeks. But 
she'll take the rug that she lays on and covers the dog food bowl with the food in it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so and and this is the food that she's been eating. So is, is yeah. it something that you're switching the diet and she's covering up a, a recent change in the food? No, because she'll I you know give her different varieties, but she'll be eating it and then all of a sudden she'll decide to cover it and she'll scoot her blanket over it and cover it push it under a table but she definitely covers it and so I tell her no because sometimes she knocks over the water bowl in the meantime so um, I have no idea why she does that and Mm -hmm. she's very smart you know she's never um given other problems but well and i'm not really sure that this is a problem per se i I think what zoe's doing in this situation is very likely uh just a natural instinct um you know dogs and cats you know they in the wild they want to actually make sure they get their own food and they want to either save it for later or they're going to keep it away from any predators or competition that might be coming around so burying their food or at least hiding it isn't an unnatural behavior so um she may very well just be dis- displaying that kind of instinct so uh, call it a personality quirk or what have you but um, now if she wasn't eating that food then I often see dogs and cats both that will try to cover up um, a food if they don't particularly like the smell of it and I can tell you firsthand I see that in the hospital setting all the time when I have a nice prescription healthy food I want them to eat and they come up to it and they just look and sniff and those feet start covering the towels over the food and that's a really a saying a I don't really care for this very well. You know, this smells. I just don't want this. But I think in your situation, she's probably just trying to hoard that for later. Well, I know she never empties the whole bowl at one time. Ah. You can leave her food out all day. There you go. And so she'll eat a portion and keep the rest for later. But um, she seems to like it when she has flaxseed oil in it. And Mm -hmm. that had helped with her hair a while ago, so... Okay, so that's it. That's it, it, just it's Zoe. Pretty common behavior. I guess Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, does this, Judy? She takes out, if she has little chunks of food, she takes it out and she hides it around the living room in her blanket and stuff. And then I'll see her like an hour later and she'll go and she'll eat it. She's very busy working. She, this yeah. is her job, really. Oh, she buries it. Forage you know, and bury. I'm afraid if I ever move, I'm going to find chunks of food all over the place that I don't know about. Well, Zoe does yeah. that, but she'll just leave it take some out and leave it right beside the bowl. I think she's really smart. She just gets the blanket and covers it. That's uh, We teach that one to Ladybug. Keeping it fresh. Well, thank you for calling and listening yes. today on KVEC, Maryland. one 405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team. That could be Dr. Debbie, Vinny, Joy, Susan, Bobby, or even Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. She's a pretty smart dog. Is Animal Radio Network. This is Animal Radio, baby. Welcome, my friend. It's Animal Radio. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team. 
Coming up, Dr. Debbie answering your medical and behavior questions. Animal communicator Joy Turner. Susan Sims with Phyto-Friendly Travel Talk. Bobby working on news. She has some good news about an NFL player. I know, hard to believe. Good news? Good news. Wow. And uh, Britt Savage also on the way. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions right now. Which one? Is it line two. I thought we just answered that. Already full again. We'll take them all. (laughs) Hi, Trina. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Very good. How can we help you today? I have two little Yorkies, and uh, I have a problem with uh, separation anxiety uh, when I'm leaving the house as soon as they see my shoes go on. And my coat go on. It's terrible how they carry on. So I was wondering if you have any suggestions. Okay. Does anything else happen besides them getting very excited and worked up? I mean, are they having any accidents in the home? Any destruction? Uh, th- yes, they are having some accidents in the home. And okay. uh, the smallest one, who is a year old, loves to chew things. And uh, if I should put my purse down, she's in my purse taking everything out, chewing on it, <laughs> going in my closet. I'm getting ready for a trip, and I'm looking at the shoes that she's destroyed oh. on me. Oh, dear. Yeah. All righty. So when we talk about separation anxiety, I guess I like to kind of back up a little bit because a lot of times we can incorrectly categorize dogs' behavior when they're naughty and they get into trouble as separation anxiety. What characterizes really in my mind is a pet that has this problem is it's triggered by the human departure from the home. So when you say they get all amped up that you're putting your coat on and getting your jacket on and your keys, that should be a hint to us, the humans, that this is something that's going to be a problem for them. And when we have a pet that is doing this, getting excited, destructive, having house training problems, a associated with the leaving of the human in the home, we really need to take some steps. And the first step is to retrain ourselves. Um, the biggest problem we have is we can't tell a dog, you can't be excited when I leave if we don't tell them the same thing and opposite. So when we come home, we need to relearn how we greet our dogs. And that means not being overly excited, not getting them amped up and so happy to see us because we can only expect the same thing when we're leaving. So that's a very important part of separation anxiety is retraining the way we interact with our dogs in these situations. So I would also say that um, as you're putting on your coat and your jacket, I would really work on kind of, we want to kind of extinguish this response that they're having. And that might include, um, you know, putting your coat on, sitting down and watching TV, ah. uh, picking up your keys and going to cook dinner. So we want to kind of mix up this pattern that they've learned that every time you do those, a- those um, actions, that we're going to have you leave. That's very important. And then I like to pull in some other things that we can use to help kind of calm the pet as we're trying to work through these nervous, anxious periods of time. And that may include things like pheromones, which are scent hormones that are calming. We may use things that can help keep them busy, um, little busy toys, Kong-stuffed uh, toys with food items, um, chew items that are really yummy, and then maybe even giving them a quiet space, a little kind of private getaway, if you will. We can play music and particularly um, calming music. We don't want to play rock. We want to do something that's going to be calming for the pet. And um, I know one of the big uh, favorites of the show is uh, the pet CD, the Music My Pet CD. Um, That is something that can be used as far as to help calm your pet. And, you know, they're just like us. You know, if you sit there and listen to rock music, they're going to get amped up. So we want to create that quiet environment for them. Have you tried any of those therapies yet? No, because what I would do 
is many a times give them a treat before I left to try mm-hmm. to relax them and calm them. But it's awful. They make you feel so guilty <laughs> for leaving the house. They're, they look like two ballerinas. They're up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> practically dancing when I arrive. Yes, and you know, honestly, we all as pet owners love that greeting when we see our pets. You know, it makes us feel good. But it's not a problem unless we have pets that have that problem in the opposite. So yeah, I'd say, you know, you've got a little work there, but there is definitely hope. So good luck, Trina, as you're battling that issue. Thank you for your call at 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie answering your medical behavior questions. Vinny Penn is here. Animal communicator, Jory Turner. Susan Sims, Bobby, the whole gang. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. It's Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. The whole gang's here. Doctor Debbie answering your vet medical questions and your behavior questions. Animal communicator Joy Turner, Susan Sims, and Bobby working on news about an NFL player that's done right by the animals. Yeah, you heard me right. <laughs> Seems like all the news you hear. From the NFL, is it, you know, dog fighting, this or that? Well, a good NFL player sounds like an oxymoron. Uh, San Diego Charger, by the way, one of our favorite teams there, and I'm sure one of Bobby's favorite teams, too. On the way also, uh, oh, this is going to be, she's going to be back on. Okay, Amy Feldman, did she get married? She was Amy Epstein, oh, wasn't she? Yeah, just go with okay, Amy Okay, she's Feldman. a lawyer. She's a lawyer. She's written a book called So Sue Me Jackass. You called her a snake. Uh, she knows that I meant it in the best best ways. She can tell you if uh, your dogs or cats or iguanas could be liabilities to you. If you live hey. in Denver, if you have a pit bull in Denver, you know it's illegal. It's a Yeah, you shouldn't live in Denver there. with a pit bull. You might need a lawyer. Or perhaps your dog gets out and nips somebody. Boy, that could be worth one of the $15 million of lawsuits this year alone. Well, you know, we should have animals. one of those recordings. Instead of go to your vet, it should say, call your, call lawyer. your lawyer. Get a lawyer. Get a lawyer. Gosh, a, she can get sued for just about anything yes. now, huh? And you, you, <laughs> Having a pet. Yeah, it's it's too bad. Uh, too bad. Anyway, she'll be on with us in just a few minutes. We'll have giveaways of the book. So sue me, jackass. That's the name of the book, by the way. Yes, I'm not just, saying no, that to anybody. Just, <laughs> reading, like it this. <laughs> reading it like it is. Uh, line three has Sherry. Hey, Sherry, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? Good. Where are you today? I'm actually in Milwaukee, Oregon. Mil, mil, Never heard mil, of mil, mil, Milwaukee. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, how can we help you? Well, I got a brand new uh, Yorkshire Terrier puppy. She's Aww. nine weeks old. Aww. Send us a picture. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. She's the love of my life already. <laughs> and my curiosity is, how necessary is it to deworm them? I mean, would it be better to take her stool to the vet, have them check it, or is it just something that is just done? Well, uh, you want to do both, and you probably just don't like the reason that your vet says you, you should do it, right? <laughs> well, I just don't see the necessary to give them medicine they don't need. So Okay, 
Good. I thought maybe you just had a problem with like someone telling you what to do. And oh, no. no. I'm okay with that. But no, yeah, it is very important to do both. Now, there's a couple reasons for that. One is that we know we need to deworm puppies because they can get worms, which can be passed from their mom or which they can acquire from their environment. Now, sometimes we may pick this up in a stool sample, so we always want to check a fecal sample on a new puppy. That is very important. But we have to recognize that that may not always show when we do have worms. Some types of parasites have different life cycles where you may get a negative fecal at one time and you can get a positive at another. So a, a prophylactic deworming program is basically where we give a planned sequence and series of deworming treatments to help prevent that pet from getting an infestation in the first place because there's a lot more consequences once that happens. So deworming as far as for puppies, um, you know, and I understand your concern for not giving necessary, unnecessary medications, but this is really both a pet health issue and a human health issue. And all I'd have to do is show you some really gory pictures of uh, children or people that have acquired parasite-driven diseases because their pets carried uh, some kind of parasite. Now, there's no reason to be freaked out by your puppy, your puppy, but we can really protect both the puppy and the humans in the household by um, embracing that uh, deworming program. But yeah, I get that question a lot. Can't I? Can I just you know do the test and skip all the deworming? And it just it really doesn't give us the same result, and we're putting ourselves in a false sense of security there if if you get a now, negative fecal. Do I get a different result from her bowel if she has them? And I give her the medication, or will I not notice anything? Uh, if you mean if you're deworming her, will you get well, a... Well, if I'm deworming her and she actually has worms, will I get a different reaction than if I deworm her and she didn't have them in the first place? Potentially, yeah. And that's why we will um, do repeated dewormings and repeated fecal testings. And depending on what part of the country you're in, uh, you said you're in Oklahoma? Oregon. Is that what you said? Oregon. Oregon. Oh, one, one of those, those O states. One of those O states. You <laughs> <laughs> threw me off with a whole Milwaukee thing, so I'm kind of <laughs> <I know. laughs> geographically handicapped here. Yeah. Um, it's near But in different parts, <laughs> different parts of the country have greater parasite burden. So, you know, in your area, you may need to be more vigilant than in some areas such as, say, Las Vegas, where we have different types of parasite threats. Not that we don't have any, but there's different things for different areas that can be a, a bigger risk. So... Okay. Um, I would certainly work with your veterinarian as far as what kind of protocol they are recommending for you. And okay. uh, don't be afraid of deworming. It is, it's a very important thing, and it is a wellness thing. So it basically is to prevent illness. Okay. Okay. Thanks for your call, Sherry. 1-866-405-8405. Please send us pictures of your new family member. We like to post oh, them over at the I website. Will. <laughs> <laughs> We're all so proud of them at that age. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to anyone of the Dream Team right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, it's Vinnie Penn, your resident party animal, coming to you on Animal Radio. Uh, hope you're having a great day. I know I am. friend of mine just uh, got a new dog. Uh, after his passed away, uh, his loyal sidekick for many, many, many years. I knew he was going to bounce back fairly quick. For, for me, it, you know, it, it took some time. Um, but he's uh, went and got a rescue dog, which uh, several people I know have done lately. And I just think this is a wonderful program. And he showed me uh, picking out the dog. Uh, 
he he had filmed on his cell phone as he was going to the area where all of the rescue dogs were, and they were being led into this one area at the the same time. And for those of you, there's no one listening to animal radio who doesn't know what a rescue dog is. It was great for uh, for me to learn about. It wasn't something I learned about until a few years ago, and a lot of people probably don't know. So for those of you who may not know, or please pass on, a lot of people don't know about rescue dogs. There are dogs who are you know taking out taken out of a bad situation. Uh, or taking out of really quote, no situation at all. Um, so you're, you're essentially, you're rescuing a dog. This isn't you going and looking in the newspaper and finding, you know, uh, a, a new litter and waiting the subsequent two weeks to bring home an adorable little puppy. This is a dog that's been through something. So, um, rescue dog, just a great situation. Rescue pet, that is. But he showed me the videotape of his, of the dogs being led into the area. And uh, it was quite comical because all these dogs kind of come running in. I'm like, oh, show me which one. He's like, not yet, not yet. And then in the end, there's just this one that comes in real kind of slow, like, these guys are no fun and I'm bored by all of them. Um, but okay, I guess we're going to get let in, see who gets picked today. And I said to him, well, why did you go? Is, is he old? And he's like, no, nah, I just wanted one that was mellow, man. I just wanted one that was mellow. And, uh, every phone call that I've had with him since the, the footage was hilarious. He saw it over the holidays. Every time he lives in Los Angeles and I, of course, I'm right outside New York. Every phone call I've had with him ever since, at one point during the call, I hear, Will you stop? Please stop chewing that. And I think, uh, I actually say, uh, not as mellow as that uh, cell phone video suggested, is he? But nonetheless, uh, Verbeek has found a home. And uh, rescue pets. Take it from me, Vinny Penn, for Party Animal on Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio. Let's face it, life happens from spills to pet stains. One Shot Plus Multipurpose Cleaner attacks everyday stains, eliminating the need for other cleaning products. Pet stains, crayon marks, mildew, one shot and it's gone. Safe for the environment, your pets and your family. Call 1-800-874-7070 and mention Animal Radio. That's 1-800-874-7070 or go to oneshotplus.com to get yours now. We get lots of food samples here at Animal Radio, so we can be picky about selecting a healthy food. If you're a regular listener, you know Ladybug is one finicky diva. When we got a sample of Stella and Chewy's, the healthy ingredients were there, but would she eat it? I'm here to tell you she ate it as fast as we put it down and begged for more. We feel good about feeding our dog Stella and Chewy's, and we want you to try Stella and Chewy's too. Visit StellaandChewy's.com or call 888-477-8977. That's 888-477-8977. Listen closely. Did you hear that? That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard K9 Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. 
Does your pet become anxious when you leave the house? Do certain sounds like thunder or sirens cause your pet to feel uneasy? If your pet barks excessively or is an out-of-control chewer, you'll find the solution in Classic Cuts by Music My Pet. The principal performer for Disney's Baby Einstein has created Classic Cuts with special sounds to help calm, soothe, and relax your pet. A calm pet is a happy pet. To order your Classic Cuts, visit www.musicmypet.com or call 1-877-PET-CALM. This is Animal Radio, baby. 1-866-405-8405 to get in touch with anyone in the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie answering your medical and behavior questions. Animal communicator Joy Turner with us. Susan Sims with Fido Friendly Travel Talk and Giveaways. Bobby working on news. Britt. Judy's answering the phones. Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. Asleep. <laughs> As usual. Thank God she's not a snorer. <laughs> Bobby working on news as well as Twittering. And this portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Stella and Chewies. Stella. Natural goodness for dogs made with raw, USDA-inspected meat raised naturally with no added hormones or antibiotics. It is the official dog food of Animal Radio. Bobby, you were asking before how you spell Chewies. Because I misspelled it the first time, so spell me correctly again. It's C-H-E-W-Y-S. Stella and okay. Chewies. As in Chewies. Yes. Got it. You can call them toll-free at 888-477-8977. And remember, everything you've heard on today's show, including all about Stella and Chewies, at AnimalRadio.com. In fact, there's a Stella and Chewies link right on the front page. We want you to try this stuff. We get lots of samples here. We can be picky about selecting a healthy food. If you're a regular listener, you know Ladybug is one finicky diva. And when we got a sample of Stella and Chewy's, the healthy ingredients were there. But would she eat it? Yeah, that's the big question with her. I'm here to tell you she ate it as fast as we put it down, and she begged for more. And we feel good about feeding our dog Stella and Chewy's. We want to share this with you. You are, you're a family. I believe we're giving away samples. All you have to do is send in a self-addressed stamped envelope. Hi, Deborah. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? Very good. I have animal communicator Joy Turner. Hello. Okay, great. Hi. Hey, I have a question. We have a, a pet snake that we ha- we have had for 21 years. We got her when she was a little baby. And the, the snake has lived in this little enclosure. We get her out and hold her sometimes. But I've often wondered if the snake is actually content being a pet and living in this little glass container doing just about nothing. Do you have a name that you call her? Marty. Okay, she needs me to know exactly how you spell that. M-A-R-T-Y. Okay, that's what I thought it was. Um, Okay, she keeps giving me sighs when I'm asking her this question. Um, She said, well, first of all, the only alternative she would know about is to put her outside, and she thinks she would die. She would. She doesn't think she's, at this point, capable of living outside. So she said, as far as... Is she happy and contented? She says she's accepting. Oh. And she's hoping that by being around you, even though you don't have her out a lot, that somehow you are picking up information about snakes from her. So are you doing that? Um, the only thing that I'm picking up or, or that I'm kind of assuming is that she likes to get out. So we let her out and let her run around my office sometimes, cruise around. 
I say run. She moves at a snail's pace. Yeah. Well, but she snakes do. Yeah. She seems to, to like that if we leave the top of her enclosure open and let her out. She does. And she said, it, do you want her complete answer about this or her qualified answer about this? Um, I don't know the difference. I guess. The qualified answer would be not wanting to hurt your feelings, basically. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I want the straight answer. Okay. Her straight answer is she's bored to death in okay. that container. Okay. Because it, there's just no stimulus for her. Okay. And she would really appreciate it. That's why she likes being out so much, because there's more stimulus. Uh-huh. And there's more stuff for her to um, to investigate, to experience. Okay, good. And All she's right. not sure. She said either you could get her, like, a bigger space that she could be in with more input there that she could have more fun while she's in the space, or ideally, if you were let to let her out more often, it would be better for her. Okay. Hope that helps you there. Gives you that some ideas. Yeah, I, that was I don't know if it's the same with as it is with dogs, where where a uh, a uh, a tired snake is a happy snake. I believe. <laughs> so you want to <laughs> make sure that snake gets the exercise there. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to talk to any one of the dream team right now. Bobby working on news and Twitter. What are you working on in the newsroom there? I we noticed. actually, you you know that the NFL has somewhat of a, hmm, let's just say shady yeah. reputation when it comes yeah. to animals. Yeah. I have a good news story. We're going to give you the counterpoint. Ooh. NFL, dogs, good news. Details coming up. Very, very good. Uh, Judy is answering the phone, screening your calls. Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, sleeping already. <laughs> and, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm taking it a little personally. Uh, Maybe this is, this her, is nap her time. This is her nap time. Yeah, okay. it just happens to coincide with the show, not the fact that you're putting her to sleep. <laughs> we have on the show today a very charismatic gal, Amy Feldman. Is it Amy Feldman Epstein? What is her name? It keeps changing all the orders everywhere I see well, it. Well, it's here. one of those hyphenated. But hyphenated she, names. She doesn't necessarily use the Epstein, so she just goes by Amy. I just Feldman. call her Amy. Okay. Well, she wrote a book called "So Sue Me, Jackass," and she wants us to know that some very simple things could get us into a lot of legal trouble with maybe our neighbors. Our animals are a liability, and she wants us to know all about it. She also has giveaways of her brand new book, Fun Gal. She'll be on in just a few minutes. I hear animals, hey. lots of animals in the background. <laughs> yes, we've got a rowdy crew around here today, so yeah. <laughs> but I, it's a friendly crew. They're all very nice. <laughs> I understand relatives are coming in. Will they be in to uh, join you as you finish the show today? You know, I'm not sure, but um, yeah, I'm anticipating um, a, a flock of nieces. <laughs> a flock of nieces. <laughs> yes, they love to show up at the office. Um, we get to walk around, see all the cool animals. Uh, last time we had a swan here and wow. some sugar gliders. So now, we're, is that we're because hoping to- your practice is in Vegas that you see so many strange and exotic animals? Well, partly, but um, part of it, we just, we handle exotic animals at my office. So, you know, we see anything from pot bellies to snakes, lizards, uh, you know, and then some really crazy things like, you know, uh, little small, uh, I don't want to say bobcats, but, you know, some of the little exotic cats. So. Wow. Strange stuff. Are these show animals? Some of them, yeah. I've had some birds that were in some of the different magic shows. Um, so, but, you know, a lot of those people, they've got some, you know, uh, some pretty large, uh, large beasts, and I don't do anything that's big enough that could eat my head. Yeah, that's, a, that's probably a good <laughs> Yeah, unless it's a great Dane, you know, those, those are about the biggest that we probably handle around here. Let's head to the phones. I believe we have Will on the phones. Hey, Will, how are you doing? 
I'm doing great. Thank you for accepting my call. Well, of course. Where are you calling from today? Well, actually, I'm, I'm in South Dakota right now. Okay. I have Dr. Debbie here. She can help you with any of your problems there. Okay. Uh, Debbie, I've got a... She's a half-breed uh, golden retriever and fox terrier, and uh, she's almost a year old, But and I've had her checked out for worms. She's up current on her shot. But it seems like every time after she eats, probably 30 minutes, she throws up. She's not mm-hmm. digesting her food. Is it the food that's wrong, or what can you tell me? Okay. I'm sorry. How old was she again? I didn't catch up. Okay. She's almost a year old. Almost a year. So she's a youngster, huh? Okay. Yes. Well, in the first thing with puppies or young dogs that we look at is is definitely going to be parasites. Um, so that's always one of the first things that we look at. So checking a stool sample and then doing a good round of deworming is always indicated. Okay, if that's I been gave done, her a worming pill. Yes. Okay. Uh, and um, I would also just make sure that you do have an actual parasite test done because a lot of times we can deworm and not really get everything that's truly going on because there are different dewormers, and I, especially out in my area here, a lot of people think we don't actually have certain types of worms, so they don't do these things, and you can actually have other types of parasites, microscopic ones, other than little worm critter type things. So definitely make sure you follow through with that. Now, the other thing would be food-wise is if if a puppy particularly is eating very fast, um, a lot of times they may vomit afterwards. So one strategy that I might suggest um, would be to slow down the process of eating. And we could do this by doing a lot of different things. You can actually put a smaller bowl and invert it inside your dog's bowl so that they kind of have to slow down and kind of work around the uh, barrier, if you will, so that we don't gulp as much air and inhale that food too quick. Um, That's one thing. And then also feeding smaller, more frequent meals can kind of help with that. But if it's the particular food that we determine that, you know, maybe is a cause of that, we may look at doing a food change to something different. Um, okay. And I'm, I'm feeding her kibbles and bits. And that's what the other dogs eat that I've got. And it doesn't bother them. Uh, is kibbles and bits a good thing for her? Well, you know, I can't say it's good or bad. Um, I'd say, that, like I said, the first step would be check her for worms. That would be very important. Second thing would be slow down her eating. And then I would talk about, well, maybe we need to change the food. And one di- one brand of a diet could be perfectly good for one pet, but could not settle well with another. And it's really just a matter of individual uh, systems. You know, just like some people can't eat uh, milk or cheese because they'll be visiting the restroom every 10 minutes. <laughs> so for pets, we can have the same type of thing where they have what we call a food intolerance, where their system just doesn't thrive on certain components in the food. And it's nothing to say bad about kibbles and bits, but that just not might be the best choice for, for your baby. Then the other thing we can kind of experiment with is different consistencies of food. So we can go from dry to canned food and seeing one might settle better with the other. Um, but with a young baby like that, I really look at, um, you know, just an over-eager eater and that perhaps we're just uh, inhaling that food faster than we can actually think about it. You said you were giving her or you gave her a pill for warming. Is that something you just uh, got at the store or was that something your veterinarian prescribed? I got it from a Purina store. Okay. Yeah, and and that too. I mean, it sounds like you've got good intentions, uh, but it is very important with deworming that we make a sensible approach to this. We want to do the right deworming 
at the right schedule. And uh, especially, you know, a lot of dogs will deworm when they're pups every two weeks to every four weeks. So just giving them the one dose may not necessarily take care of any kind of issues that could be uh, lingering there. So, yeah, I think that's what how, how you were probably getting at there. <laughs> and you know what? I also yeah. think that Dr. Debbie, she's, she's very nice. She's very politically correct. But I'm not. And kibbles and ain't the food for any dog. So, but uh, we appreciate your call. I hope things uh, go well. Let us know if you need a follow-up. We're here, okay? one 405 8405 Thank you, Will. To talk to any one of the Dream Team right now. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Thinking of flying to Florida with Fido? Lisa Weisberg from the ASPCA says the safest place for your pet is under your seat in the main cabin. Be sure your pet is properly identified with your contact information. A checkup with the vet is always a good idea. Some short-nosed breeds like pugs and bulldogs have trouble getting enough air in flight. Contact your travel agent to find out what animal health documents might be required where you're going. You'll also want to get your pet familiar with the carrying case by letting them spend some relaxing, non-flying time in there. For more information, you and Fido can log on to www.aspca.org slash travel tips. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter made from whole kernel corn. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. The NFL has had its share of bad players in the news, so here's the fair and balanced side of football players and dogs. Number 21 of the San Diego Chargers, LaDainian Tomlinson, or LT, owns and operates what is described as the poshest doggy daycare anywhere. LT is a dog lover, and his wife, Latorsha, own and operate Snug. It's a one-stop location for grooming, pet daycare, veterinary services, training, and boarding. And get this... There's even a penthouse with a private gated courtyard, and they include kitties. There's a glass-enclosed cat house for their feline clients. Mm. And according to Latorsha, you can find LT out playing in the yard with the dogs on any given Sunday when the Chargers aren't playing. Oh, cool. That is such a good story. Yes. It is just all heartwarming. And LT's a big guy, and he just loves the beasties. And he and his wife are expecting their first child. So, way to go, LT. Yeah. <laughs> a German short hair named Effie was out on her usual walk with her owner when the 15-year-old dog pulled that owner in a different direction. Effie tugged owner Brett grinned in the up to the side of an unconscious 94-year-old man lying the sidewalk. While help was called, Effie stayed next to the elderly man, licking his face. According to the Minneapolis Star Tribune, despite the rescue attempt, William Lepsch died at North Memorial Medical Center. Mm. And a catastrophe was literally averted thanks to the quick actions of a champion climber. Kay LeClaire, a world-renowned climber, was leaving the Spokane Club when she and her companions heard the cries of a kitten stuck high above on an old railroad abutment. LeClaire, who became the second oldest American woman to scale Mount Everest last May, got her harness ropes and repelled over the side to rescue the kitten. Animal control officers were waiting and took the kitty, now named Skye, to the shelter where he got a clean bill of health and a new home. He was adopted in just a few hours. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at animalradio.com. 
This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter. Did you know being left unattended outside can put cats at risk for injuries and sickness? Feline leukemia and feline AIDS is much more prevalent among outdoor cats. Indoor cats live longer. Think about keeping your furry friend indoors. Get more tips from Dr. McPete at www.worldsbestcatlitter.com slash radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. The whole dream team here. Bobby working on news, and she's our little social networking butterfly. You can Twitter her if you want. Thank you. She you should see her thumbs move. She's like she's like a 17-year-old working on her little doing text and all kinds of weird things. Definitely and totally ignoring my parents. Do you do you inner tube that or is it inner is it no face tube? No, face tube? Jeez. Do we do any of that? Face plant. Yeah. Face. We're gonna have to do Facebook because it, it's getting Twitter is our most popular. We have lots and lots of followers and it is the number one social network as far as I'm concerned. But we can do Facebook too okay, if well, you, you want. Bobby, you're just in charge of that. We leave that all to Thank her. You. And Susan Sims from Fido Friendly magazine she's the publisher there and she's also here with travel talk for your pet and giveaways as she has each weekend animal communicator joy turner and then for your medical and behavior questions dr debbie Vinny bringing the ha brit savage i'm hal judy's answering the phones over there and she's also pacifying ladybug the studio stunt dog who is not dressed up in the kind of clothing she was dressed up in just a few days ago when you celebrated what uh dress your dog National up day pet dress up day yeah, a little bizarre. The poor dog. Yes, really. It's well, just the most humiliating. Is it really? While it is a nice color and it's a nice little tutu dress, I, I just feel so sorry for Lady. But doesn't Bug. she look like she inside. enjoys it, though, she at all? She loves the attention. A little bit? Yes. She loves the attention, but I'm not so sure about the whole outfit. Maybe it's like the feather boa thing going on. <laughs> no, wait, wait till you see her new dream coat. A few minutes ago, we were talking with Joy Turner, and she, uh, she was talking to a 21-year-old snake. Wow. Yeah. Who uh, I guess she didn't you wanted, have an ID. I, we don't know. How do you know how old it was? I think you count the rings. Sorry. Okay. <gasps> she wanted to know if her snake was content. Huh. And really, if you were a snake, would you be content? Wouldn't you rather be something soft and furry? <laughs> content as a snake, or content with its surroundings? Oh, just con- like she meant. Yeah. I'm sorry. Not I, content as a snake. Guess I'm applying too much Duh. of the show to my life. Because really. you don't want to be what you are. Other yeah. people are happy. Okay. Other animals are happy. Let's let's move on if we okay. can here. Speaking of snakes, um, can't go far before you find a lawyer that wants to sue somebody. And uh, I like that segue. Could it be because perhaps the dog you own is illegal to own in the city that you live in? Could it be Whoa. because your dog shat all over the next door neighbor's lawn? Can, can I say that? Yeah. It's kind yeah. of past tense. Yeah, I think I don't so. think that's on the list there. No, not okay. it's not. Your dog keeps escaping. Could could you be legally responsible or liable? Well, heck yes. And Amy Epstein, she wrote a book called So Sue Me, Jackass, and she's joining us. Hi, Amy. How Love are you doing? Love the title. <laughs> I'm, I'm still laughing about your segue, by the way. <laughs> They're rare and few, far between like that. <laughs> the lawyers of snakes. Yeah, yeah, I think I know who people prefer, actually. Now, are you a lawyer? Mm-hmm. I am a lawyer. My sister Oops. Robin, with whom God I co-wrote you, the book, is a <laughs> is a comedy writer. You can see who's more popular at the dinner table. <laughs> oh. So now I'm thinking we have to feed our animals. We have to take care of their veterinary bills. Now do we have to worry about liability? You betcha. Okay, why? There are too many snakes dressed up like lawyers who are willing to uh, 
to come after you. What should we be worried about? You know, it used to be the law that what they used to say was every dog gets one free bite, which was if you had no idea that your dog had any propensity to do uh, violence or damage, that you were sort of let off the hook because you just had no way of knowing that Ah. something would set off your animal. Um, That's actually not the case anymore, and I really do think it's because of the overabundance of lawyers. Uh But now you're pretty much held liable if your dog does damage to someone else, whether or not you knew it, it had that propensity, you'll you'll still be held liable for the damage that was caused. You know, that's the the doctor's bills, and and in some cases, bills to a therapist if a person has developed post-traumatic stress disorder. You know, the thing that people don't realize is, if you have an animal, you may want to check your homeowner's policy. Ah. Because a lot of homeowner's policies actually do cover the damage done by your dog if, you know, say a kid was just annoying the crap out of that dog at the park <laughs> and uh, and gave the child a little nip or what it, you know, really deserved. And if that's the case and you don't have an abnormally dangerous animal, those types of bills or liabilities may be covered by your homeowner policy. What if my dog gets out? I have him secure and he accidentally gets out. I'm not aware of it. And he gets hit by a car. Can the driver sue me for damages? Huh? Like for no emotional, dis- can the driver sue you for emotional? I guess depending on the size of the dog, the damage it could do to the front end of the car. Well, if they, they um, swerve to avoid it or hit yeah, something else. Uh, or- you know, again, every state has leash laws. Every municipality has those laws. So, again, that would come down to a lot of times, you know, people don't think that laws are rational, but a lot of times they are where if you had no way of knowing and you did your best and you can show you really had done every, taken every precaution, you Mm -hmm. wouldn't necessarily be charged with the punitive or other kind of damages that you would see if your dog was known to run free in the neighborhood. So it's just a question of taking care. Plus, you know, any pet owner will tell you that, the worst thing that could happen isn't getting sued by the driver that hits your dog, but having your dog hit by a car. Mm-hmm. So, well, exactly. Well, I know that uh, animals are pretty much property, or they're treated as property in the eyes of the law. I'm so glad you brought that up, actually, because I think that's one of the most interesting parts that's evolving in pet law these days. I don't know whether you've been talking, you've heard about the case in Vermont that's coming up. Uh-huh. But there's a huge case right now that's now in the hands of the Vermont highest court. It's a very kind of sad case, which is uh, people who were from, I think, Maryland were visiting friends in Vermont, and the dog got out of their friend's house, wandered across to the property of the friend's neighbor. The neighbor shot the dog. Mm. And the dog died. Mm. And the neighbor, for his part, said, look, it was an accident. It was an air pellet. I had no intent to do the dog any harm. But what happened was the dog turned around, was shot in the chest by this thing, and it punctured the dog's aorta. So the neighbor who shot him pled guilty to a misdemeanor of cruelty to animals, uh, did 100 hours of community service, and paid $4,000 in compensatory damages to the pet owners. But the pet owners said, no, enough of this. This is not enough. Because just as you said, in a virtually every state, uh, a dog is treated like property. So you'd be able to get the value of that dog 
and any vet bills that were racked up. You, you see a lot of these lawsuits, like if a, if a veterinarian fails to take proper care or if the dog is harmed while at a kennel, but that's it. And now the, the owners of this dog have sued for emotional distress damages and loss of companionship, which no court has ever allowed. And they're really trying to change the landscape uh-huh. of the way that courts think about the value of a dog. And they're trying to say a dog is not a lamp. You can't just value a dog based on how much it would cost to replace it or how much it costs to fix it. You really have to treat it more like you would for any companion who is harmed. And um, and that case is being looked at really carefully. I'll tell you what, that case is going to have a lot of implications depending on how the court finds because mm-hmm. this also comes up a lot in divorce proceedings. Ah. I, know I was you just know, going to mention that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know you know that there's a lot of still married spouses who prefer the company of their dogs to their spouse. But there are certainly many, many soon-to-be ex-spouses who prefer the company of their dog to their ex, and they fight over who gets the dog. How does that work out usually? You know, again, the really interesting part, and we'll see if this, depending on how the Vermont case comes out, if it changes, but a dog is seen like property. So you divide up the kitchen table, you divide up who gets to keep the dishes and the lamps and the end tables, but you also decide, based on the value of the property, who gets to keep the dog what you value that dog. You do not get visitation. You do not get custody. Courts do not see this as a companion. They see it as an end table. And they say one of you is going to get it. Now, that doesn't mean that rational, soon-to-be ex-spouses can't agree that although, you know, this marriage is ending, I understand that you have a relationship with the dog that I don't want to stand in the way of, so we'll come to a visitation schedule. Of course, people are allowed to do that, but where they can't agree, a court will not step in and set up a custody arrangement for an animal. Mm. Uh, you know, again, and it comes down to, is a pet more like property or is a pet more like a companion? We're with Amy Epstein-Feldman. Which, which is it? Is it? Is it Amy Epstein-Feldman or is it Amy Epstein-Feldman? Is it, <laughs> the author of So Sue Me Jackass. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back. This is Animal Radio. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Phyto-Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel and destination reviews, health and wellness topics, dog training advice, and the latest fashion trends. You can find Phyto-Friendly magazine at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, and Petco, or simply go online to phytofriendly.com and subscribe today. Phyto-Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the only magazine your dog will thank you for. Why read a newspaper in the age of the Internet? Because you take the time to think things through, like your love of animals. You want to know where your voice and donations can be most effective. Animal People is the newspaper for people who care enough about animals to give real thought to how best to help animals. Request your free sample copy at www.animalpeoplenews.org.
Attention car owners. If your vehicle has less than 125,000 miles or if your current warranty is about to expire, this message is for you. You can now get extended coverage for your vehicle at much lower rates than dealers offer. Logic Car Care has set up a special toll-free number so you can get a free, no-obligation quote direct. You pick the repair shop and we'll pick up the bill. Plus, receive free 24-hour roadside assistance. Call for your free quote now. 800-238-9082. That's 800-238-9082. Call 800-238-9082. This is Animal Radio. Lucky dog, 1-866-405-8405. The whole gang's here. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions and your behavior questions. Animal communicator, Joy Turner. Susan Sims. Bobby, Brett, Hal. That's me. And, of course, Judy answering the phones at 1-866-405-8405. Just before the break, we were talking to Amy Epstein-Feldman. She's still with us. She wrote the book, So Sue Me, Jackass. A great book where she talks about some of the legalities of owning a pet. Now, let's say I live in Denver, Colorado, and I have a pit do I need to get a lawyer? <laughs> I will say on behalf of lawyers, you should always have a lawyer. <laughs> I can't say because of your pit bull. <laughs> but is, isn't it illegal to own a pit bull in the city limits of Denver? I mean, they've been banned. Yeah, I mean, if uh, definitely across the country, there is a movement to um, ban certain types of breeds that have been found to be abnormally dangerous. And I know that there's a big debate about that because I think there are certain breeds where if you then take the animal and train it to fight or train it to attack, it becomes an attack dog. But without that kind of training and upbringing, it's just a dog that you can train. And so a lot of people, you know, there are a lot of pit bull rescues out there for the types of municipalities that have just banned them completely where the owners need to give them up. The problem is if you have an animal that has found itself on this list of banned animals where within a city limit it's not legal to own it, you know, what are you going to do? You have to choose between your home and your dog, and so there are a lot of places out there willing to find new homes for certain types of breeds. Would you advise those people or suggest if there is a way would they have to carry extra, like an extra rider on their policy, of their homeowner's policy? You know, we get we get to that. We talk about that um, uh, in the book, and we also talk about, we've just talked about the insurance and how your homeowner's policy does cover, may cover, um, damage done when the dog attacks somebody on your property. But there are, unfortunately, now because breeds are being identified as dangerous, there are a lot of policies that are now having riders specifically excluding mm. dogs that nice, are known to be that's helpful. So you need to specifically look, if you know you have a pit bull, for example, or another breed that's considered dangerous, you should call your own policy and say, what are the exclusions as it relates to pet damage? Because then you need to find out how you protect yourself. Amy, what kind of law do you practice? Well, I started out as a labor and employment lawyer and then went in-house to a company called the Judge Group, which is a headhunting company. And so, fortunately, I don't work with sharks or lawyers. I work with real people. <laughs> and in many cases, I'm the only lawyer that people know. 
so they would come in and they would close the door and say, I need to talk to you about a personal situation. You know, white-haired, sweet lady in accounting who was arrested for oh. driving under the influence to oh the... Oh, my God! Things happen all the time to the people who, you know, moved in with their best friend now known as their worst enemy and wants to kick oh, out a, a, yeah. a apartment yeah. renter. You know, a, a lot of people were coming with the questions that they just don't know the answer to. And, you know, there are many situations where people really need a lawyer. We're running out of time here, but I think I need to talk to you. I think I might be yeah, harassed yeah. here. Al <laughs> wants a lawyer. Good luck with that, Hal. I have, uh, I have 10 copies of your book to give away, so sue me, jackass, at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. If you don't get through today, go pick it up at a bookstore near you. I haven't had so much fun on the air in a long time as I have with Amy today. <laughs> Thank the, you. The book, if they're out of it at the store, it's probably because it's sold out. Say, order some more, so sue me, jackass. And say it with that, <laughs> with, with a gleam in your eyes. This is Animal Radio. Hi, Joanne Worley on Animal Radio. Hello! And please spay and neuter your pets. Be a responsible pet owner. As a matter of fact, spay and neuter your friend's pets also. What a good idea. It's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets, one 405 The whole dream team here, Dr. Debbie answering your medical and behavior questions, Vinny Penn, animal communicator Joy Turner, Susan Sims, Bobby working on news over there, and this Healthy Helping of Animal Radio is brought to you by Blue Buffalo, makers of healthy and holistic natural food for dogs and cats. They didn't have Blue Buffalo for a long time for cats, and they do now, and we feed it to them. They now your kitties do. are the most spoiled ever. They are. You love them like family, so feed them like family with blue. You know, my, my animals are my family. I, I look at my wallet, all the pictures are of... Uh, Do you carry yeah. around pictures of your furry beastie friends? That's all I carry in my wallet. It's it's like an empty wallet. There's no credit cards in it. <laughs> there's, no money, there's just pictures not even of the animals. ID. I do have a, like a state ID. Because I can't drive because uh, I have Is that these the really one you got from the glasses. mental hospital Yes, now? yes, oh, that whole thing. <laughs> but, it's called uh, a day pass. <laughs> now, I want you to look in your wallet right now. I know that yes. you have at least a few animal pictures, uh, maybe Slater. Slater in there. There's, there's like the kitty section, and, and then there's the, the memorial puppy section. And, and yeah, so we all, if you care about your animals, you pretty much carry little pictures of them around. And if I you're, think that, that tells how dedicated you are. If you're a cat owner, apparently you're more neurotic, too, according to Bobby. Did you see that? Yeah. Yes, it's the truth. A new survey. Well, according to the study. <laughs> it's a study that came out, what, just a few days ago, actually. says mm-hmm. cat lovers are more neurotic, while dog mm-hmm. lovers are more outgoing. Is that what, that's what I'm hearing there? That's the gist of it. And this came out of uh, the psychology department at the University of Texas in Austin. And they talked to about 4,000 volunteers and, you know, basically did the same type of, they applied the same type of personality test to them that they use on people ah. and they found that there were real significant difference in major personality traits in the dog versus dog lover versus cat lover you know it really doesn't surprise me because dogs are more outgoing and cats are somewhat uh, seclusive well but now on the upside the cat people that were supposedly so neurotic tend to be more open than the dog loving counterparts this so is true just put that this is true. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hey, Steve, how are you? Hello, Hal and Judy. Nice Uh-oh. to talk to y'all. Hey, nice to talk Steve. to you. 
I'm your over-opinionated truck driver that calls in every once in a while. I missed you. (laughs) (laughs) I was calling to talk to Dr. Dr. Debbie? Dr. Debbie, that's me. Yeah. Colin, talk I was kind of sitting I, I, in my way here, but I'll sorry. push my way to the the mic here. <laughs> okay, well, I, I, we kind of got I kind of got it figured out, but I want to run it past you. Our Boston Terrier um, started having diarrhea this morning. Okay, and I'm not there. I'm here in Virginia, and she's over in Knoxville, Tennessee. And um, we were. I'm kind of figuring it's going to be with. When the girlfriend washes the floor, uses this orange citrus stuff, and of course the dogs are gonna walk across it, but it's only affecting her that her she, the diarrhea is like yellow and milky almost is what my girlfriend said. Mm. Okay, but you have multiple dogs, and she's the only yeah, one that's we, sick. Yeah, our our uh, our French den and our French bulldog aren't having that problem. Okay. And this is a citrus, an orange, one of the citrus oil-based cleaners? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm not overly sold with the idea that that's particularly the cause. A lot of the uh, citrus-based cleaners do have lemon oils or citrus oils, which, you know, they can be irritating to the surface, potentially, um, of the like surface of their skin. But I really can't say that I've seen a pet develop a GI upset from that, just from traipsing through the area that's been treated with that. Um, right. Now, if a pet chewed up a bag or a bottle of it and got into an, an oral ingestion in that way, that might be a, maybe a different thing. So I might actually be looking for a potentially another cause for this yucky diarrhea and there's no great science when we talk about colors of diarrhea but when someone says yellow or milky you know i get a little curious and i'm looking for infection potentially in those situations so um you know i would certainly you know make sure that there's not been any kind of rapid diet change uh something that she's been offered off the table or a new treat they don't eat people food there's only one type of treat that we give all of them Mm-hmm. Um, we did change the food, but that was about three weeks ago. And okay. but we did it gradually with their old food and their chicken and rice that we mix in with it. Good. And um, but she she just noticed it because when she washed the floor the week before, it happened then also. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then she well, washed I mean- the floor again yesterday, and it's happened again today. Hmm. And I guess if it was a transient thing and it went away at that time, then, you know, maybe I would agree with you and make a link on that. It's just not a real typical type thing. But as always, I always kind of look towards the medical side of thing. And before I would ever blame any product for anything like that, I would make sure we get a stool sample checked over to your veterinarian because um, sometimes it could be a, a chronic parasite. It can be a type of a bacterial infection um, that can attribute that type of uh, problem, even if it is an intermittent one. So I want to make sure we look at that. And then I guess the other thing is, boy, she needs to come over and help me clean my floors. <laughs> I've got sores on my knees from scrubbing my floors. It's horrible. Well, she, so. takes, she does that there, and then our roommate has got three cats, so... And she tries to keep that room clean because of ladies that we're rooming with. She, she, she does a good job, but not really that good of a job. But, no, I just <laughs> hey, really now you're on the air this. now, so we have to you're be gonna get in trouble there. Well, they, they, don't, they don't listen to they don't listen to the XM in the house, so I don't have to worry about it. Ah, okay, okay. Well, Steve, we appreciate but, your call today. No, I, I appreciate y'all calling me back. You've been a little bit of a on. stranger, you know. 
No, I know. It's just you haven't had there many for a while, opinions. I didn't have XM and all that, but oh. I like calling in and talking to y'all. Okay, well, we we hope to do it again. Okay, it's time for us to all go back to our regular jobs. Oh. Thank you. 1-866-405-8405. That number is open all week long for your questions and your emails. Bye. Bye. Have a great week. Bye. Thanks. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.